What's going on, GNGs? Welcome to Trek and Cryptos to Connect. I am Trek, and this is the podcast that is about highlighting people who are at the forefront of the space in regards to at the ground level and working to help educate and empower people about cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. And so for the first part of the episode, I'm talking about what I was going through back in January when I was about to leave the job. I was like a week or two out and, you know, I was trying to read this book. It was actually the Ethereum book and I wasn't getting through the way I thought I would. And then other little things started like sinking in as far as I wasn't going to have a secure paycheck anymore. And that is definitely a very... Um, interesting line to have to cross when you're an adult who has responsibilities um, outside of you. So listen on and hopefully something clicks to somebody out there and it helps. Now for the second part of the episode, I end up talking with Douglas3D. Uh, me and him met through Twitter and like that dude right there is definitely, he, he knows what's going on and how to actually like use cryptos and blockchain technology in his everyday as it relates to him as you listen in the episodes you'll understand what i'm talking about and i also want to give a special thanks and shout outs to the latin american bitcoin and blockchain uh, conference for giving me the sponsorship to come down to the conference this year that is in santiago chile and yeah man like Trekking Cryptos to Connect is making it to South America, man, and this is a real big deal. I really appreciate this um, opportunity to get to come down. So listen on to the episode, GNGs, and what's going on, GNGs? This is Smart Trekking, and I'm your boy Trek, and we are here another week trying to move forward. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm. Like I've said from the beginning, like I've been trying to figure out this whole like how to deal with making a video and trying to deal with like you know uh, staying on top of the things outside of this. Um, so last week I put my two week notice in. It is official. Like I will not have the security of a steady paycheck come next week or after next week. Um, the universe works out how it does. And uh, in the meantime, I will say that I have been amazingly calm about this situation. Like I've talked to other people on, you know, what I'm moving towards right now. And people are like, dude, like you seem real just chill out. Like, you don't, I, I don't, I'm not moving towards a actual like oh I have the job already set up no like I still gotta study I still gotta um, you know practice I still gotta hone my skills like but the eventual thing is to really get into ooh, excuse me working in the blockchain space as a developer as an auditor as a, um, eventually I guess doing consultation work and helping other people and companies get into the space but um, yeah Next week is the last day um, for me to have a steady um, paycheck, a secure paycheck. Mind you, I'm currently, well, soon to be exiting the defense contract world. So if you know anything about that, you understand what I'm saying. There's security, <laughs> yeah, to the work that it, that you do, whatever. Um, 
But my other thing right now is just like, um, so I showed y'all this book right here. This book pretty much breaks down X amount of the ether blockchain and dealing with the smart contracts and stuff. And I've had this book for like over a month now. I want to say maybe near two months now. And I've only made it to page like 30 something. And since the situation happened last week that had me say, all right, I'm going to just get out of this um, work situation. And like I was saying, I think in December, I was looking to try to jump ahead on stuff. I have not gotten further in this book. And the crazy part is the book gets down into the smart contract stuff because I was like skimming through some of the other pages, um, I think yesterday about it. And it's just like, oh, why are you not reading this book? Like, and in part is because I'm over here trying to set up other things. Like, this is just strictly a whole me, myself, and I situation right now. You know, um, I have to figure out how I'm going to maneuver my money around to last me out for the next couple of months. I have to figure out what my health insurance coverage thing is going to be for the next couple of months. I have to figure out how to manage my resources um, to be able to sustain myself for the next couple of months. Like, there's no, like, hell, yo, let me go to a family member. Let me go to, like, my mom's or my pops or something. Be like, hey, could you help me out with Like, no, I'm not there at that point. I don't see getting to that point because I've put, I think, enough plans or, or, or things in order to where I have a backup of a backup. Um, and my biggest thing is, you know, as long as my mortgage get paid, I'm good, which so far everything that I have set up, my mortgage is going to be paid as it should be. Um, but yeah, reading this book so I can then get into really starting to get to the programming part. And the other thing that's really trying to like test me right now about getting through this book is I'm going to a conference next month and it's going to be developers, you know, end users, newbies. Like the actual people who are doing this in like ICO companies and I want to have an X amount of the base knowledge to be able to say, okay, hey, I'm looking to get into that realm or I'm working in getting to that level you're at and I have a couple of questions and actually sound like I know what I'm talking about because there's definitely certain things that I have as questions at this point about smart contracts and and the coding as to um executing certain parameters and there's actually a couple of projects that i've been thinking about but i haven't gotten into the actual thing the coding part yet to be like okay how feasible is this idea that i have in this format um but yeah like the whole thing right now i don't know if i'm procrastinating per se in some parts of it you know i'm not a lot of myself I'm procrastinating because like the other day I stayed home from work and I did like everything but read. Granted, it was productive stuff for my house, but I could have spent at least an hour on reading, you know, um, but I was doing other stuff like fixing up a room, putting a table together. Um, I, I repainted some like furniture stuff like so productive. Yes, but not to this. And that's my thing right now. Like, I need to get on this. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it is what it is. I do believe that everything happens 
in, in a timely manner and the universe works out how it does. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like even the other day, like I opened the book, I got a page in, somebody calls me, an overseas call that I needed to take at the time. And I'm just like, well, and that conversation went over like 30 minutes or nearly an hour. I was like, oh, I guess it just wasn't meant for me to read right now. But I know there's a thing of procrastination and lollygagging and part of me that just might be what's going on right now. You know, um, and I really am going to have to get over myself because after next week, like, what else are you doing in the day? You may as well be productive in it and read like you're supposed to and do the programming and stuff. And there's a couple other things I'm going to look to, like, reach out in um, to get out and get um, more experience and build my network of people who are actually in the space doing um, other, you know, coins, tokens, um, projects. I really want to, like, find a mentor who's doing actual um, um, smart contract auditing. Like, I want to find somebody who's really in that realm of it. Because it's one thing to be a developer, be able to write out the contract, but then it's another thing to actually be able to be like, I know how to look at the contracts and examine security flaws in them. Like, that's a, another part that, like, that's more, like, experience in gets you there. Or at least having a source of somebody who knows X amount of the different pathways that, you know, uh, security flaws can pop up in. Case in point, like what happened with, man, what was the name of that? Um, uh, the situation that made um, Ether Classic and um, Ether that like everyone uses now with Vitalik. Like that situation was a matter of the person figured out how to use the contract to their particular benefit. The contract functioned how it was supposed to. It wasn't that, quote, Ether um, blockchain got hacked. It was a person figured out how to execute the contract in a way that only benefited them. Which, you know, those are the things. Like, because nobody thought that what that person did would be, I guess, possible or they didn't think to use it that way. Um, but yeah, so procrastination, lollygagging, um, as well as just other stuff going on. I'm trying to get myself set up for come next week. Like, it's the last day. And then after that point, a Monday is going to be like the same thing as a Saturday, Sunday night. Like, oh, it's Wednesday? All right. But yeah, y'all. Um, I just needed to give an update. Like, it's things going on. I am moving forward. Um, and at the same time, I'm not exactly where I need to be in certain things, but I'm moving forward and I'm, I'm going to try to definitely push these videos out at least once a week on progress of what's going on. And then if I have other stuff or just like other things that pop up, then I'm going to have other stuff that I can add in. Other than that, hope everybody's having a good one. Hope y'all checking out the resources. I'm on the Twitter thing. Check me out on there. Um, and yeah, this is Smart Trekking, and I'm your boy Trek, and I'll check y'all on the next one.
All right, GNGs, there you have it. That was what I was going through at the time when I was about to leave my steady paycheck job to really get into the crypto space. It is definitely a life lesson learned. And, you know, as I've said before, there is no perfect timing on, on when you, you know, start your entrepreneurship or you venture out. And that's what was going on for me at the time. Some people I know have had better experiences. Other people I know have had worse experiences. Um, but moving forward, coming up next for the second part of the episode, um, I talk with Douglas3D. We met through Twitter. Cool dude. He definitely puts me on to some things that, you know, we're interested in as far as like Lightning Network stuff. And we talk about the real geeky things through Twitter. And yeah, um, you guys listen and hopefully he says something that interests you guys too. Have a good one with that, GNGs. What's going on, GNGs? It's another episode of Shrek and Cryptos to Connect. And if you don't know, you're about to. This is all about what is going on at the ground level. And I'm featuring the people who are in various parts of the country and the globe working to um, expand the understanding, the knowledge, the actual like working products and services of the crypto space. And uh, with me right now is Douglas, and I don't actually know your last name, Douglas. I just know you're on the Twitter handle of like Douglas 3D, and you know, yeah. yeah. So just no, my last name is Peel. Peel. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Wow. Yeah, like, and we go back and forth on Twitter a lot too. That's that's funny. All right, that's so a long time for a long time. Right. So, uh, give it, give us a little intro of who you are, man. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm Douglas 3D, uh, and really, what got me uh, here? I'm in Oklahoma, so we don't have, always have good jobs, and I always look for work online. And eventually, someone just asked me to do work for them online. And they pay. They want to pay me in Bitcoin, and that was how I first got into it, is by accepting it as payment. And uh, then with THC three, when it came down to legalizing marijuana, I've been in that process here in Oklahoma for uh, years. And the uh, people up in the main area of our state wanted to put growing the growing the product and doing the whole process to selling the product on the blockchain. So where through the Waves platform, they're actually going to be able to show proof that electricity is being used to grow these plants and show proof natural resources being used to grow these plants. Uh, then going as far as to being able to like handle uh, transactions through different services, through blockchain services. Okay, wow. All right. So for all my 420 folks out there, um, you might want to check this product out. We're going to give like contact information and everything before the end of the show. Uh, as far as the 3HC, the 3HC3? Yeah. yeah, I'm horrible <laughs> with names. I give no idea. But um, yeah, man. So, okay, you got that project going on. And like, how long has that been running now? Um, that one's actually only been running for, I think, less than a year um, or less than six months. And that one though, the longevity is much, much greater than some of the other ones that I've worked on or am working on. Okay. Um, then, so, all right, how, how am I gonna go about this one? You're doing that project, you're looking at online things. 
um, as far as the, the source of income. For where you are in regards to like your locale, how are you seeing the cryptos and the gig economy like playing into what's going on locally for you guys? Because from what this, what it sounds like is you're saying, um, what got you to be like, all right, I don't have any, let's say, sustainable job locally. Let me start looking online. Um, but then it's like, well, how can I bring what's going on online back over to where I am locally? Okay. Um, it's like I have a bunch of websites where um, I, I go around town and I actually hand out cards where they actually say, here, go here, learn about crypto. And the website actually allows them to use um, like games and faucets to learn how to accept crypto and everything like that. And then I go around to businesses and I teach them how to take computers they already have, take stuff they already have without having to buy anything extra and start mining crypto for when the business is not in production, when their lights are turned off, their computers are on anyways. So I just teach them how to start mining. And then I also go around, we do trading little meetups and I teach uh, other people in the area who are mining how to trade their crypto to go from small alts to big alts. And then another thing like with funds and a couple other um, crypto trades where the trades are real fast, um, it's made a huge difference. Everyone over here used to do like um, garage sales and now they're starting to accept crypto in their garage sales instead of accepting fiat. Now they don't have to have all the different permits and everything. They just have to get a land permit, you know, to use the space. Wow. Oh, like, like, like this is what I'm talking about. These are the, these are the moments where I get excited, right? Because you're hearing about like real world at the ground level, like here's the user. It's actually being used. Here. Yeah. And 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 this is the thing, like um, what you call it? Um, blah, 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 blah. um Jackson Palmer talks about it all the time, where it's like, you know, um where's the use case? Like how actual um actually usable is the cryptos? Like we talk about this whole mass adoption thing, but yet like we still don't have things that are like on the ground okay a vendor accepts it you know this merchant knows how to use it and you can't beat a yard sale man like or you can't beat like little festival level things like that as to say like hey ground level wise this is what it is like th that's a really great example um on that end of it and then on the other part like um i was talking with somebody else God, um, I was talking with Patrick uh, about the whole payment solution thing, as far as for the business and the and the vendors and stuff like that. Um, how do you see that working out for for your locale? Like, how receptive are the the mom and pop businesses um, compared to like you know the more like it's a chain or a franchise level um, business? Um. When I went to my first mom and pop business, it was a lemonade stand. He's like a little um, <laughs> van and he, he does everything to the van. And I told him about it and I make these, um, these like printable wallets that you can tear off the private key and stick the public key to like the side of a window or something. And I said, here, let me take this here. Here's the private key, now accept crypto. And he was like, well, what do I do with it after this? I gave him my card and I was like, me and you, we're going to talk. I'm going to teach you how to trade it. And you're not going to just use it. You know, you're going to start buying products with it. You know, like I'll buy clothes with it. I bought this shirt from Brazil with it. And, the, you know, I'm always going around wearing the crypto shirts. So that way, when they ask me, I tell them, 
I paid shipping with it. I did all of it with crypto. It's no longer just um, trading, but trading is the best benefit for them, really. And I think that's what pulls them in the most is when you tell them um, we can trade it, then eventually you're going to start buying your products with it. You're going to start getting your supply shipments with it, or you're going to pay your fuelers with it. And they get really excited about the future possibility of that. But right now, they just look at the trading aspect. They like the idea of they can trade it, make some profit here and there, and still have some. Um, yeah, who I was talking with, uh, God, I was talking with, obviously, I talk with a lot of people, right? <laughs> and yeah. I'm talking about something. But um, one of the things I was talking with Jacqueline about, she's out of Vegas. Uh, we we're talking about how people are the the newer folks, and I'm at this would um, kind of go into the next question on and and what you see from when you first got in, and then you started looking to go out and you know help educate people in the space to what you've seen like now where we are in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. What have you noticed a shift? Do you see a difference? Because I know what I've seen on my end based on conversations and going to different places, but I'm always curious as to what other people are seeing. If you know you're further um, west, you're further north, you're all the way to west coast. Yeah, because um, like here we're down south, southern Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, like in 2012, 13, when you talk to people about it, they thought it was a game currency. They thought it was from a video game. And you couldn't really get them to listen. And then in 2016, um, some people would listen. And then now uh, we get it where everyone wants to hear what you have to say about it. But at the end of the day, it's almost like they still feel like it's just a scam money. Or I like to put like when credit in my came in my area in the 90s, people was the same way about credit cards. They didn't want to get credit cards. They were like, I'm not going to have really? my entire paycheck since my car. And it was a big thing then. So for me, I see a complete and total loop of the similarities for us down here, mostly because, you know, like they're just now getting into digital payments and stuff over here. That's still, okay. still new over here. Wow. Okay. That you're the first person I've heard bring up that one. Like people didn't want to deal with the plastic money, which is. All right, so one of the things I'm trying to do at my local level is um, uh, going out to, you know, the, the community centers, senior citizen centers, stuff like that, and talking to that, that, that group of folks. And my first approach, which is actually coming up um, in a couple of weeks, is the senior, citizens, uh, the senior citizen center in my local neighborhood. And now... You're talking about the baby boomers and you're talking about the silent generation, right? Yeah. So they've seen a fair amount of the transition of how money has moved along in this country and X amount of them are from other countries. So they definitely get like, you know, um, as somebody, <laughs> as I had somebody from Philly tell me, they know about um, the cow in the closet back like wow. early back in the year when Yo, when this lady said that to me, I looked at her and I started laughing and I was like, wait, I think I know where you're going with it. But like, I want to hear you explain it just in case I'm off. And she basically explained it about how, you know, like back in the day, 
um, you had your livestock in the house with you, especially if you were living in rural areas, farmers and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, makes sense. And then, you know, she was bringing me up to like the whole, like, you remember bartering? She used to work in the federal government. So she remembers when like, um, you know, computers in the household setting were not a thing. Mainframes were the size of rooms. But now we have, you know, smartphones and all that stuff. And she's like, you're going to talk to people who are in that age range? Like, they've watched technology and money move along in, in, in interesting ways. Like, the baby boomers brought in plastic money. And granted, that was like a fight, you know, to get them to really accept it. Because they remember gold. Like, remember, yeah. remember, you know? Um and like I've been like kind of rattling my brain around in what I actually should like or how to approach the presentation with them. Um and that like, you know, don't get too techy because the blockchain part of it and how you know it works, the that magic isn't really relevant to them. You're talking about people yeah. who are already in their retirement and are or near retirement year or stage in their life, right? So it's like, all right this money thing what is that what is this new money thing you're talking about and yeah like it, it, well it, um i want to say like when i talk to older people i carry a actual bitcoin and mm -hmm. then i carry one of those paper wallets two things they can touch and then if you have an android phone when you take a picture of a qr button and you go to like google photos there's mm -hmm. a button on there you can click and the phone will tell them what the qr says and them holding the money, holding the wallet, taking a picture of the wallet, pressing that button and seeing the computer do what it does, it makes them almost feel like they see they see it happening. And mm -hmm. even though they don't really see everything, it gives them that feeling that they just the saw tangibility. the thing. Yeah. It just okay. put it into their real life terms. <coughs> wow, sorry. Um Definitely, yo. I definitely got to talk with you um, offline about that one. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's it's crazy just to like I, I feel like when it comes to the the more mature citizens of the space, and I'm not talking about people who've been in for a while, but like age wise, I feel like um, there is a unsaid um, like exclusion thing that kind of happens. Like we make references to senior citizens in the space as like, oh, we need to, you know, we need to grandma proof it. That's not really a conversation per se about like how cryptocurrencies or blockchain actually relates to them and their life and for where they're at in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like at least yeah. that's how I interpret it. I'll say it that way. And so no, I, I feel like they're getting excluded at the same time as we try to include them. Right. So I like I feel like, you know, let me try to do something to like change this conversation or at least expand the conversation. Um, and and it's not a matter of like, hey, you know, Mr. John, you need to um, do this thing called cryptocurrencies, blah, blah. blah. It's more so like, hey, um, you know. Mr. John, Ms. Agnes, I just want to make y'all aware of this thing because you're, you know, 65 or 67 now, you live for another 10 or 15 years. Like this technology, this use case of cryptocurrencies and whichever other things they come up with that actually work, work are going to be a part of your life. And 
I don't know if you would rather be ahead of the curve and at least knowing that it's coming or as opposed to one day, you know, one of your grandkids or your kids will be like, listen, mom or dad, like, here, you got to do this thing or here, we're going to push this thing on you. And you have like no idea what they're talking about. That's kind of how I, you know. Just go to them and be like, hey, do you want to Rothschild this and buy Coke early or do you want to go ahead and Soros this and spend double the money? Right. So, you know, like, I, I'm definitely not looking to approach it as a, a, as a, here's a money investment thing. But oh, I more see what you're saying. You a, just want to put it in as the opportunity strictly. Like I said, just to bring the awareness because, you know, like. That's the first step, right? Like, because honestly, like. I don't know, man. Like I, I've been having the up and down experience of where you can get people who are aware of it, but they still don't care for it. Like I was out in Ocean City um, uh, the other weekend, and I was talking to a guy, the the waiter, and I was like, "Hey, you know, um, would you be interested in getting tipped in like cryptocurrency?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I know about it, and like, you know, the price is kind of low right now." And this is like, wow, like, you're not going to take me giving you my crypto on top of what you're going to get in the fiat tip. Right. And he was like, no, nah, you know, because the price is low right now. But you, I know you understand that it's going to go back up. And I was just really at a loss in that moment. Like, those people kind of confuse me. I'm more so like, I more so get the skeptical people who are just like, um, no, I don't want to do anything with that. Like, I get those people. But the people who understand enough of it and then are still like, well, no, the prices are high enough for me to want it right now. But I'm giving it to you for free. All you got to do is open a wallet and I'm going to send you this stuff, no strings attached. But that part right there, it's like, eh, it's not high enough for me. I'm not yeah. giving you a hundred dollars, man. Like, come on. But you know, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's really it's. I, I feel like this part right now, and we'll probably say the same thing in like another like five or twenty years. Like, this is the real interesting part, or whatever. But it, it, it's interesting conversations and motions going on in the space right now, especially outside of like the main people who know and are are, are in it you know trying to get the other people in it so yeah um where's i gonna go with this next question you said the thing about the differences um so okay looking at where things are in the space right now is there anything that you see like going forward um like in relation to what you're doing or in relation to like the bigger parts of the space as far as like you know, certain platforms and them being more integrated into everyday use or just like maybe some totally left field, you know, clip high level prediction. Um, I, I kind of started to, I want to, I expect to see there are more lightning networks with the atomic swap feature built in so that way everyone's going to have like their own personal crypto. You know every business you go to and you'll just hot swap to their crypto spend it and hot swap back to whatever you want and mm -hmm. you know i i feel like that's going to be an eventual big play 
because Lightning Network's already been doing such a great job with the hot swaps between, I think it was Bitcoin and Light, uh, Litecoin and then Bitcoin and Monero, if I was wrong. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that that's always a neat feature that people seem to like. Um, and then things like, I don't know, I've been getting a lot more companies asking me to play more of these uh, Ethan games. And um, I know that the, there's a lot of Bitcoin games. I got Bitcoin games on my website. And so I'm wondering how many more games are just going to do on-chain games for mobile or web. I think that's going to be a, a big explosion just because they benefit more out of that. I think they actually get more data out of it that they can manipulate. Yeah, the data mining part, that, that's a definite. Mm -hmm. But then it's also cost more, though, to have the um the on chain stuff so uh that that that'd be the the dividing line right there as far on -chain as to off chain yeah so that's where the side the side chains might come in like plasma works out the way it needs to that'd be a whole new ball game right there okay, that's almost like a whole new layer of uh internet right bro like plasma so plasma is like saying um you take the tree, you have the branch, and then you have the um, the twigs. And theoretically, it would be like saying you had an infinite number of twigs. And okay. so it's like doing a blockchain in a blockchain, right? And then yeah. as far as the, the, uh, the gas is concerned, you don't have to use the same currency as the parent um, the parent um, blockchain. So like, um, I should say the, the first layer. So like the main blockchain would be Ethereum. And then once you open up the smart contract to um, do the side chain, you can then have a whole nother um, currency working all the way down. Oh, so it's just the, the sideways scalable system. That's actually really cool. Yeah, but like, Think about how much you would get off of doing the off-chain work with a different coin or token, whatever, and mm -hmm. having a different. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna use the word gas, but the gas wouldn't be as the same as what it would be if you were using ETH. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like you, you can almost pick your transaction currency. I I, I guess. I mean, just, uh, yeah, like <laughs> friggin' um, currency. Yeah, but the, like the whole idea being is that you can break down functions sm like smaller, right? And then mm. those functions, as they're being made smaller, would be micro payments to uh, execute, as opposed to having like a ten-step function happen on the main chain, which is going to cost you X amount. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the you just have the micro function. Yeah, that's the general premise behind the whole thing. Um, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that one. Um, and then there's a there's another one too that is kind of interesting. I want to see how that one plays out too. But I want to get too lost into the whole technical side of stuff because <laughs> not everybody's gonna follow all of where we're going. And I'm not that smart. I just happen to follow people who are a lot smarter than me. So. That's always a good thing. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. On that one, then. So, another question that I have for you, right? In regards to like you yourself, 
is there a product or service that you use like on a daily or at least something that's like, you know, I'm not saying like every day, like your favorite mug, but <clears throat> wow. Um, something that you would say that's blockchain or crypto based that you say, all right, this is something I use working product that is something I would tell somebody else about. Uh, um, like, um, I do, I, I have a specific web wallet that I use, um, for hodling the most, um, I get a 4% interest off of it. Um, for 30,000 Satoshi and up, um, it's freebitco.in. It's also a, a faucet. Um, that's how I found it, like the faucet. And then when they put in the wallet, um, he, they have a high low game that people tend to lose a lot of money on. So he started okay. paying everybody who hodled on it. So if you hodl there, you get paid more. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to talk after this. Oh. Well, here, let me yeah. shout out. Um, go to my website. Go to my website, 3dbtclist.com, 3dbtclist.com. Um, like, everything that I – I use my website every day um, to go through and collect faucets, to go through and play them all my games. It just has, like, 50-something links to blockchain systems and Bitcoin games mostly um, that, you know, that's what I use it for just to keep track of it all. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, um, all right. So you, you gave the website, but if somebody wants to reach you another way, could you give them that, um, that contact and go from there? Um, yeah. Twitter is actually the best way to contact me. Twitter.com backslash uh, radioactive 3d. Um, it's pretty much my lifeline to the internet right now because I got rid of my Facebook. You ain't the only one. Heck yeah. Um, um, okay, oh, and say the um, the website again. 3dbtclist.com and the twitter.com backslash radioactive3d. All right, there you have it, G&Gs. This is Douglas, and um, this is another episode of Trekking Cryptos to Connect, where we are looking to talk and highlight the people who are at the ground level you know at the forefront of this space and are looking to expand people's awareness understanding and um of the technology and yeah so that's this episode i hope you enjoyed uh, the next one to come i don't know who i have yet but it will be out there soon enough other than that have a good one y'all right, thank you Thank you, man. So there you have it, GMGs. That's the whole episode. Like I said in the beginning, it was going on about what the reality was of what I was dealing with when I was just about to leave my job, trying to read a book, and you know, my attention span was just not working. And uh, I've learned I had to kind of do other methods as far as getting information in. And so, you know, necessary, and look, the, the irony of it is I like books. I just suck at reading books. So I've done things like look at things online or look at things on my phone and just changing the medium of how I'm taking in the information. That's one thing that somebody actually suggested to me. And surprisingly enough, 
uh, considering how much information I take in to learn about the technology and stuff, books, physical books are actually one of the, the, the least things that I actually use. It's a lot of online stuff, a lot of podcast stuff, a lot of surfing on the phone to find things within like, you know, crypto Twitter and things like that. Um, but yeah, man, like that's what was going on for me at the time. And I actually, there's actually two other books that I'm trying to read now. One I'm still waiting on, that's Andreas's new book. And then the other one is, um, uh, what is it? Oh, God, I can't remember the name for the guy right now who wrote the book, but nonetheless, more importantly, um, for the second half, like I said, Douglas 3D, really smart dude, and he is one of the like prime examples of what I'm trying to do with Trek and Cryptos to Connect as far as highlighting and showcasing people who are actually in the space, who are, you know, trying to help others learn and, and educate and empower um, themselves about the cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. He's definitely one of those um, people and I have a bunch more people that I will come across and um, interview and highlight and show you guys, you know, it's not as complicated as it used to be. I should say it that way. There's a lot more information out there. There's a lot more streamlined things. Is it perfect? Is it like a Fitbit where you just put it on your arm and like the thing works? No, it's not at that level yet, but it is definitely better um, as far as getting information, as far as being able to interact with the blockchain, as far as the use cases, um, being able to purchase products or services than what it was back in like 2012 or 2013. And that's what I'm trying to relay to people about how the space is developing, is developing. Um, GNGs, uh, I just want to say before closing out, special thanks again to the um, Latin American Bitcoin and Blockchain uh, Conference for giving me the sponsorship to come down there to actually attend their event, which will be in Santiago, Chile. And I also want to say special thanks to Cheap Air because they're still taking cryptos in this bear market. And like, that's a big thing, y'all. If you don't understand how bad this market is right now for what the correction was and then the company, and it's a like an actual prime major, you know, um, uh, ticketing um, company to still take cryptocurrencies considering the market correction i i know i appreciate them and others who use this service appreciates them and i'm doing my best to let more people in the crypto space know about cheapair.com because they take cryptocurrencies and that's it gng so until the next episode